0: Today's episode is brought to you by Create Engage, the specialist digital marketing agency for the disruptive management consultancy. Now, for longtime listeners, you will probably already know who we are. You may have even heard one of our ads on a previous episode of this podcast. But for those of you who don't, here is a short introduction. At Create Engage, we help you create an effective marketing strategy for your consultancy, a strategy that will resonate with your target clients. And then we support you. By delivering the campaigns you need to turn that strategy into a reality, helping you to build your brand, raise your profile with your prospective clients, and ultimately generate return on investment from your marketing activity. Now, I could tell you about many of the great clients that we work with and the results we've delivered for them. But instead, I'm going to do something much more powerful and something that I would recommend you do for your own marketing. I'm going to let our clients do the talking for us. If you are currently thinking about marketing for your consultancy, you're going to want to listen to this.
1: Create Engage started the process for us. They managed it end to end. They came up with some really creative ideas and we were really happy with the work that they did, which meant that we could just focus on running the business. Not only did we start conversations with clients that we hadn't spoken to before, but also there was tangible return on investment by some work that we were given
2: They've helped right from the initial shaping of the idea through to helping us work out what our end goal was. They've supported us with the visual identity and our positioning of the brand. We've had an immediate expansion of our network and and have initiated a raft of new conversations with owners, CEOs in in target client organisations and has led to us winning new projects already.
3: One of the greatest compliments, I guess, is that one of our competitors even said, that uh, they really like what we're doing with marketing and they wish they could be doing something as good.
2: So from our perspective we couldn't recommend Create Engage any more than this.
3: I would certainly recommend Create Engage if you're a consulting firm. They really understand consultancies and the sort of challenges we face and uh, you know I don't think you're going to get much better marketing anywhere else.
1: So I wouldn't hesitate to recommend Create Engage. They did a really good job for us.
3: So if you're looking for an agency That can
0: help you achieve the results that our clients just described, then head to our website, createengage.co.uk, where you can find out more about how we support consulting firms like you, you can download our latest ebook, and you can get in touch to talk about how we can help you take your consultancy to the next level through digital marketing. Hi, and welcome to today's episode of Climate Consulting. If you are a regular listener to the show, you will already know what today's episode has in store. And if that's you, feel free to jump past the intro and get straight in to the advice that my guests have to share. If you are new to the show, then let me explain what today's episode is all about. In Climate Consulting, I speak to a whole range of different consulting leaders to understand what it is that has led them to where they are today, how they have achieved the success they have, and what you need to know to emulate that and how you can apply those hints, tips, and pieces of advice in your own career. And one of the best places that this all comes together is actually at the end of an interview with a question that I ask all of my guests. And that question is, what one piece of advice would you give to someone who's just starting their career in consulting, someone who's at manager level, and someone who's approaching partner. With my guests coming from such a diverse range of backgrounds, experiences, consulting firms, they all have really unique perspectives and perspectives that resonate differently with different listeners. There might be some people in here that really click with you, others that don't quite align with your way of thinking or approach, and that's fine. But actually having those role models and having that advice is what's so powerful. Likewise, even if there are people who maybe you don't see yourself following the same path as them, having those similarities and advice, hearing what all of the leaders that I interview say are the critical ingredients to success, give you a clear structure and a clear path. And that's what I love getting from these interviews myself. I know you and many of my listeners say that as well. It's hearing both those differences, but those similarities, what are the trends that keep coming up time and time again? And that's what today's episode is all about. Having had a whole raft of interviews over the last eight or so months, this episode brings them together. And in today's episode, you will hear a number of guests answer the question that I mentioned moments ago. You will hear from Keith Burgess, Head of Management Consulting Development Curriculum at IBM. You'll hear from Michael Simmons and Manfred Abram, co-CEOs at Yonder. You'll hear from Andrew Zimmerman, CEO at Journey. You'll hear from Catherine Crump, Managing Director at Wired Consulting. You'll hear from Heather Townsend, best-selling author and global expert on how to make partner. You'll hear from Ashley Chapman, CEO at Inlumi. You'll hear from James O'Sullivan, CEO at Project One. And you'll hear from Chris Gant, managing partner at Wonderman Thompson. That is a phenomenal list of people who have all achieved incredible success, and this episode brings together their advice for you into those key sound bites that you can go and instantly apply in your own career. There is so much great content in this one. I know you're going to get so much out of it, no matter where you are in your career, whether you're at that entry grade, whether you're at manager, or whether you are approaching partner. So with the intro done and dusted, all that's left to say is sit back and enjoy today's roundup best in the business episode of Climbing Consulting.
4: Well, if I give um, more than one piece of advice, but give it to all of them, never answer your question in a straight way. I think wherever you're going, if you want to think about your career, it's got to be managed like a project. Think who your stakeholders are and work out what relationship you've got with them. Any project you work on will have a steering board. Who's the steering board for your career? It will be your your family at home or friends that you trust, as well as those stakeholders at work who may be in your organization, maybe clients, whatever. So managing your career like a project, thinking about who's on your steering board. What's the end goal? What do you want to be famous for? Maybe, Maybe that's a seven-year horizon, something like that. It might change. The, the, the world of consulting has changed several times in my 25 years in, in, in the business. But um, you know, knowing where you're going over those seven years and having a plan, even as the example I quoted, if it's just as simple as milestones, you can review that plan, put that time in your diary every week for personal development, see where you're going on that plan, who's on your steering board, who are the stakeholders. That's the sort of
5: advice I, I would put.) If you're starting out, ask as many questions as you can and don't think anyone thinks like you're not great if you ask questions, just ask questions.
3: I think what I was going to say, be curious, but also just don't feel you need to specialize in one particular area. Just try and get as much experience across the organization as you can.
5: When you get to four or five years in, make a decision. Do you want to be a practitioner and really hone your skill in something, or you want to be a manager and take a slightly different route. Either is great. You might enjoy one much more than the other. Don't think the only route to life success is becoming a CEO would be my, because you might just enjoy consulting so much. And we always drop people into management structures, but in consulting, that's not necessarily how you could progress, right? So I I think that, a, with that time in the business, you probably want to think about that a bit more because people just follow the, okay, I must become more senior manager, but actually can I do just take more responsibility on projects?
3: That's a real, and I mean, this is not directly answering your question, but it's a real challenge we face in the business. How do you make sure that people feel that they're advancing their career by just concentrating on delivering great client work and don't feel that somehow they're being left behind if they're not going into management? We have far too many people who want to go into management, Enough, not, not enough people who really, really just want to keep honing their skills with clients. Um, and it's that love, isn't it? If, you, if that's what you love, that's what you should do.
6: Well, it does go back to some of the original things we said, because I think the piece of advice actually remains the same regardless of the, those levels, which is, you know what voice are you listening to as you're making decisions about your career or even decisions about what you do that day? And what voice are you listening to? And yes, you should be listening and taking advantage of, say, in a place like Accenture. The, you're surrounded by brilliant people, experienced people, very successful people. But there's only one voice that is your voice and make sure you listen to that voice as well. Because I do think in that kind of environment, you can get drowned out you know, you can get drowned out because you've got 20 incredibly brilliant partners who are just so successful and articulate. And you're just, you know, little Andy or little Nick, you know, And but that's the most important voice you need to listen to. So that's my advice.
1: Okay. Somebody's starting their career, going back to myself, go for it, work hard, push yourself. You can do it, right? And really you you are the only person stopping you so that would be them mid-level career actually i think that's when you really need to start building your networks find a mentor find a coach find someone you can trust to help you think differently not in your company number three partner level i think and whether this is going back to gender balance or company culture or whatever that may be think about your legacy you know what do you want to leave behind you how are you going to leave your company a better place uh, as a result of you being there so with the with the, the new into consulting, the first thing is be curious. You're going to be given a lot of mundane tasks. Always find out the bigger picture. Always find out how they fit in. Always be looking for how can I take initiative? How can I take stuff off the one person ahead of me? How can you be seen as reliable and credible? So for this, this means do what you say you're going to do. I know it's cliched, but under promise and over deliver, but also turn up on time. And by on time, I mean, five minutes early for online meetings, because those five minutes have saved me so many times with the whole, why can't I, why can't I log in here? Why do I have to upload that piece of new kit? Why is the client using a stupid online video call platform that is not playing with my Mac, my iPad, my whatever it gives you, you know, turn up on time should be five minutes early in your book, like the military to be curious, be trustworthy and look to be that reliable team member. Now, one, four to five years in, my key thing is about, it's not about you doing the work anymore. It is now about how you can delegate more down to others and how you can build relationships with clients and your network. You know, how can you build a a particular brand? How can you be known for something? How can you start going from a great technician into a rainmaker? The one approaching partnership is, it's not about being a great senior fee earner. It's about being a great partner. So how are you demonstrating that you've built business within a business? How are you building that support team around you? How are you demonstrating and talking to your partners about these are the opportunities? How are you changing the conversation around you so you're acting, thinking, and feeling like a partner?
2: I would not differentiate, I think, too much in grade, actually. I think it would be very similar bit of advice I'd provide for all of them. So there's, I mentioned it earlier, you know, the network is the thing that pays you back So, invest in those relationships. It's kind of a core of consulting anyway, but that's the single and most important thing. And it applies to all of those levels, really. You, you will be paid back again and again and again by investing in time in those relationships for the difficult times as well as the good times. That's super important. the other one is around is growth and learning. So, and again, I, I wouldn't differentiate between the grades really. It's just you have to always be open you know, as am I, as I always was and as hopefully are everyone else as well. It is the, the growth and development journey that you're all on and it doesn't stop and it shouldn't stop and you, you don't ever reach a point where it isn't important and you can't benefit from feedback or adjustments in style and behaviours and if you know, for me now they come as thick and fast as they did from the beginning of my career. And the last one I would talk about then is Maybe the word is persistence, really. A lot of it's not giving up, always be willing to have a go. And what you're really trying to do there is build trust. And it's one of the things that keeps everything working in a consulting business because there are difficult days as well as there are easy days. And it's about how people show up on the difficult days. So it's not wrong to ask for help. In fact, you definitely should and everyone will always be willing to but it's about not giving up and being persistent in what you're trying to do and resourceful to try and make it work or make it happen i think that was that'd be the the three things i would say
3: i think the the one starting out just get as much exposure as you can don't get pigeonholed just jump around go and they see the world but see consulting go and see different client and customer environments work in different teams get the exposure, get to understand that different things happen in different ways. I'll probably go a bit higher, go mid-range, kind of that senior manager kind of stage. Decide what you want to be, but do it in its fullest context. So don't, again, don't pigeonhole yourself. It's a long way from there to retirement. <laughs> so leave yourself with some room, wiggle room to move. And at that point, do what makes you enjoy yourself. For, for I don't know how many years I've not had one of those Sundays where you kind of go oh god it's Monday tomorrow it's because I love what I do I enjoy what I do and I want to do tons of it and they need to find that at that age because you do need to start settling down don't you at some point the one heading for partner track (laughs) I'll be a little bit controversial I think you need to decide whether you want to what type of firm you want to do that in knowing what I know now I think there are far more and better opportunities in the SME world than anywhere else and therefore don't get stuck on the name don't get stuck on the title of partner or senior partner or equity partner or anything else just actually go and look at what you want to do and what you actually want to be known for because you're going to be in it or you want to be in it for a, a long time from that point onwards and that will be the making of your career i guess we're at that point so go and find the one that fits you best and then just go all in You've got to be fully invested into it. There's, there's no, um, there's no turning back at that point. So, totally. I think as a, a rank and file
7: consultant, what the best thing to do there is is learn. You know, you, you get thrown out of different and clients, different engagements. You'll get all sorts of training and development. You know, it's it's a time of learning really. And and for me, that's what I did. You know, and I, I think that still holds true today. Just Going through that process of learning your trade as a consultant, with all that entails, I even remember when you know when I when I joined KPMG all those years ago. Now I still remember now the some of the training that I did at those days. Things like how to conduct interviews, how to do problem solving, how to write a report, how to give a presentation. I'm not saying I like sell on all of those things, but but you know I learned something from those, and I, I still even think of those things today. And that was all at that stage of. You know, your formative years as a consultant, there's so much you can learn about just being a consultant. I, I always remember one thing that was told me in one of those courses. They said, and I'm, I'm not sure whether this holds true today, actually. I think consulting is a bit more technical than it was then, back in 1985, 86. But they, one of the things that came to me, they always said, well, think of consulting as 80% about people skills and 20% technical. I'm not sure that is true today because I think there are some specializations that are more technical. I mean, certainly in technology consultant, you need a certain level of knowledge to be able to, you know, to be productive in that area. But I still think the people side and, and the softer skills are just so important. And, and, and I think as a consultant coming up at that level, that's, that's an important learning curve. I think you mentioned getting to manager. I think some of these things probably apply today. I do think actually there's probably been a bit of grade inflation. As, as, as well. You know, some of the things I see senior managers do these days, I used to do as a manager. So I think there's been a bit of a change that goes on, right? But I think when you get to that stage, one of the things that you start thinking about is consulting as a business. So instead of purely doing engagements and delivery, you're suddenly thinking about, well, writing proposals or um, doing some marketing or, or managing a team of people or managing a client relationship. So I think at that stage it is moving away from being purely a delivery consultant to learning the the knowledge of how to of consulting as a business. And some people make that translation make make that jump and some people don't. I find it's probably the first cut off people uh, cut off point for many people in that some people say well, all I want to do is client work, all I want to do is deliver, all I want to be is the the best architect in this particular area of technology, right? And that's fine. There, there is a, there's a career path for those, but for the majority who are wanting to get on to the next stage, it's learning about the consulting business. And actually for me, that was one of the most interesting. Parts suddenly that it wasn't just all about delivery, but there was a whole bunch of things in consulting that you could do beyond that, and I found that really, really interesting. I think then the final question was about becoming a partner, and I think this is probably one of the most pivotal points in somebody's career. I mean, even today, I think it's so important uh, for people. And I mentioned earlier on, you know, where I was, time and place when I got the the, the call, and you know what I felt like after that. And it opens up a whole new career path for, for people. I mean, you don't realize, of course, that when you make partners, there's a whole hierarchy of partners <laughs> after that. And, 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 you know, there is no such thing as everybody being equal as a partner, even though in theory that is true. But I, you know, I, I think at that stage you are, so this is probably somebody at a director level, probably been a director to a couple of years or something like that. Typically, you know, you're going to be a partner some time out it's not one of those things that ah, oh, nick you know next week you're going to be a partner you, you know this probably from two to three years beforehand because there's a process of development centers panels interviews business case that you know you'll you'll be primed for so that anybody who's thinking they're going to be a partner they're probably going through that process two or three years before it's also a point though where you're probably your most valuable In the industry, because you know what it's like to be a consultant. You've proved yourself in terms of developing business and delivering work and all those things that I mentioned earlier on. So you're actually quite attractive as a, as a, as an employment proposition at that point. And I remember myself, I shouldn't say this, but you know, when I was going through the process at KPMG, you know, I got approached by other consulting firms or banks and I, my head was turned because they were typically offering me quite a lot of money and whatever. But I decided, state because i thought it was important to me to be a partner and i thought if i could make it then that would project me to other things and i think that was probably right actually but it is a point where your head does get turned by other offers at that point and actually even once you've made partner probably in the first couple of years that's a point as well where people do to get their heads heads turned a little bit but uh, my advice for people at that stage is stick with it you know you've worked hard to get to that Position. One piece of advice I'm is, is I'm not sure I like this term, but it was like keep your nose clean at that. And I, I think that the, what they were trying to saying is, in your final year, don't go gung ho. You know, try and try and because at the end of the day, people don't want loose cannons to be partners. They want people that they know are going to deliver repeatable income over a number of years and sustain the business and so and so yeah your final year is quite important you know you're locked in at that stage you know you, you you all you need to do is deliver on your clients or your revenue and things will follow typically but some people you know think they need to super excel at that point and often that's where people can get into trouble
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Climbing Consulting. If you have any guest recommendations, comments, ideas, thoughts on how I can make this show better for you, just drop me an email. It's nick at createengage.co.uk and I really look forward to hearing from you.